Welcome to the Drew Brina Show. We are a counseling intern and nurse growing with therapeutic tools for a holistic life and marriage. That's us. That's us. <laughs> hey, was that a uh, was that an engaging intro? Was it an engaging intro? Uh-huh. It sure was. Did it engage you? It did. It engaged my earlobes, my ear holes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh yeah what's our what's what, what do you think our episode's about today mm. if you like it then you should have put a ring on it if you like it then you should have put a ring on it if beyonce were to have a favorite episode it would be this one let's just say that <laughs> yeah we're talking about engagement this week uh we talked about dating last two episodes and now we're talking about engagement what a great season that was for us, right? Short and sweet. I know. It was only five months long, but it was, and it was the fastest five months of my life. It was. We were busy during it. Yeah. We were, wow. I mean, a lot of it was spent planning. Yeah. A lot of it was spent, we had just started our jobs. Yeah. And you were working night shift. I was on night shift in labor and delivery, just learning that specialty. Yep. Yep. It was a whole lot. It's kind of a blur. It was a blur. I really, the only thing I can remember, you want to hear my core memory of engagement season? I don't know, do I? Being delirious, mm. sitting at our coffee, t- or at our table, and or like my table at the time, in our dining room, like just being a zombie trying to decide like some color or something on, of something. Yeah. That's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> it was it was such a blur. But yeah. it was worth oh, it. Oh, and food tasting. Oh. Magical food tasting. What was that place called? I don't know, but there's this catering business in Austin that was phenomenal food. Not only phenomenal food, but they also did like a whole catering, like, uh, what do you call it? When they you come and taste test. And they displayed so many different entrees and you got to taste all of them. One included like a very fancy duck uh, duck catering business, but duck catering. What in the world am I saying? Duck entree. And then there's like a banana fosters that they did with like, uh, with fire in front of you. And it was all so delicious. You could even get ice cubes that had your initials on them for whiskey drinks. Like they went all out and we knew as soon as we stepped in and they started doing their thing. And it was just like a two person catering company. It was a husband and wife. When we stepped in, we were like, we cannot afford this. But our good friend had said he loved their food from other weddings he had been at because he's a wedding DJ. And we were we were convinced we were going to do it. But are we, was it catering with a twist? No, no, no. No, no. okay. But we were convinced we could oh, somehow figure it so out. So good. But we couldn't. There they was even no way. had like a hot rock, like. Oh, yeah. Hot rock, like grilling your own yeah, meats the meat. on there. It was so good. It was amazing. It was like some of the best food I've ever had in my life. And Same. it just like <laughs> broke my heart and theirs that we didn't book with them. Know, they're like. Because they loved basically, us and we loved them. I know. We had such a good night. And they're like, basically like, yeah, we basically booked every tasting that we've done. But it was just. There was no Out way. of our budget. It was too expensive. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Didn't have it. But we ended up having food that was special to us. So. Yeah. We ended up having Guatemalan food catered instead, which was actually uh, 
a place that was next to my dad's place of work and he knew the owner. So we got a discount. So that was great. Yeah. And we did the rehearsal dinner there. So yeah. So it just worked out. Just a little bit. You have to be equally thrifty as you are classy. It's true. Well, you don't, well, unless you you're loaded, be, but, but yeah. we did. I'll just say. <laughs> yeah. But I've been to some nice weddings. Yeah, it was good. That were not thrifty. Let's just say that. Mm, yeah, there's some classy. My cousins. Woo! Oh, so nice. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Recap a week at all. Let's see. I'm just continuing my new job and scootering to and from work has been like the highlight of my day. Uh, I got to spend some good quality time with a friend this weekend. Got to go to the beach. Saw some people get baptized, which was amazing. And uh, just so heartfelt and yeah, moving. So moving. Love baptisms. I have such a heart for baptisms. One day I want to baptize somebody. It sounds like something that I'm called to do. Mm. <laughs> you know, yes. some denominations like don't yeah. allow you only to. Only pastors um, can yeah, do it. Only yeah. if you're ordained. Yeah. Which I can understand that. I can too. But who knows? One day. Uh yeah, what about your week? Did you is there anything that stands out? Uh Church at the Beach was really fun. It was yesterday. Yeah, it um, was. It was very moving. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful and yeah, I think a lot of people were touched by it and just we met some amazing new people and there's nothing better than meeting someone new and then just having like this really energetic spirit-filled conversation with them for yeah. like an hour, two hours about yeah. everything. You know, it's like it's so cool, especially when you get to do that within the church, because you're like, even though I just met you, it's like we were already family. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. I actually have one a fun added bonus story about that. I like brought or uh, someone came into uh, the front, I would say, I guess, of like our site. And I took her to her chair and I told her I had her sit next to me. And she like laughed at this one part of the pastor's sermon that was about water breaking. And I instantly was like she is a labor and delivery nurse if she's laughing that hard. And sure enough, I asked her after, what's your profession? And she said, labor and delivery nurse. And I was like, this was no coincidence that you sat next to me and that we are becoming friends now. <laughs> because Sabrina used to be a labor and delivery nurse. Right. It was. We have to assume our listeners know nothing. That's true. You're right. We do have to assume that. Yes, I once was for four and a half years. That's what I did, and I loved it so much. She was much. a baby nurse. I was a baby nurse. That's what she wanted to be since she was a baby. Yep. Being nursed. <laughs> no, but you wanted to be a baby nurse since you were like four, five? Yeah, yeah. Since ever. Crazy. She had a life plan. Yeah. And she saved it until she was like 25. This whole life plan yep. that you hang up on the wall. Yep. That you did for like a class project or something. <laughs> And you kept it? Yeah, yeah. It's in this it's in the symbol of a medical sign. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the snake around the pole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had like my timeline of what I wanted in my life and what ages and what mm -hmm. years. But some of that did not work out. I thought I was gonna have a baby when I was like twenty four, I think. <laughs> Which is like two years after college. We're so different. I yeah. don't have a life plan at all. I just ride the waves. Although now I have a goal. You know, of yeah. graduating, yeah, getting my master's, getting my license. Yeah, this in, this year, baby. Professional counseling. And yep. so I'm like, oh, cool. This is what it feels like to accomplish a goal. It's pretty amazing. 
You also had that this morning, that feeling of accomplishing a goal. What do you mean? Uh, your morning that went so beautifully this morning. Oh, that's private. Oh, okay. No. I don't know. I don't want to boast I just, about it yet. You know how Tell your, we, you've done it for I don't a while? know, if you're anything like me, I obsess about like the perfect morning routine mm-hmm. to the point of where I don't do anything because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want it to go perfect and be in the right order and right. this and that and get the right amount of sleep. And, and then I just give up because I'm like, oh, can't figure it out. But <laughs> it was a good one this morning. But also, it's not about it. It's not about like how perfect good it, it was. It's just yeah. like, it's more about making it a way of life. And right. I don't want to, I feel like the more I talk about something, okay. I'm deceiving myself into thinking that it's already a way of life mm. because i did it once and yeah. i can articulate it it's well. not a habit yet and i'm like it's not a habit so it's like but yeah. it will be a habit we'll see it will it will you have to be positive and by good morning i just mean like worked out devotional time stuff like that it's nothing special but for me it's pretty huge because i've struggled with mornings it's hard right. for me to get going and mm-hmm. yeah yeah All right, so we already kind of dipped into engagement slightly um, with our story of when when we first got engaged. So I want to kind of do like a timeline, just again, reiterating our timeline a little bit before we begin and kind of what our experience was of engagement. I know we said it was a blur, but I'm sure we can dig up some stuff that we experienced, like, you know, what, what, yeah, what obstacles we had to overcome in engagement season and just like how our relationship grew in that five months. Um, and then also we have some polls that I'm going to tell you um, the results of. And then also some people wrote in about like their advice and what they would say to people in their engaged season. And then also want to talk about some resources I posted last week about engagement, like books to read while you're engaged and just like what they've meant to us and what we thought of them and things like that if we get to it. So our timeline, we got married or got engaged May 31st of 2018. No, 17. May. Yeah, because we got married in 2018. So no, no it, it was it was 2018. It was 2018. Yeah. May yeah, 31st, okay. 2018. Yes. Do you want to tell the story a little bit? Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, at the time, I worked in an office um, with one of Sabrina's best friends, amongst other people, um, mm-hmm. but with one of Sabrina's best friends. So she was kind of my like wing woman <laughs> yeah. of helping me kind of keep the secret and surprise mm-hmm. alive and helping me plan it out and work it out. So, yep. okay, basically some background. Sabrina had already put down a deposit. For a golden retriever, who's none other than our Zelly boy. Mm -hmm. And she put down a deposit for him. And she was going to go pick up the dog on May 31st. uh, Because he was... The breeders keep them while they're little puppies until they get all their shots and stuff like that. Yeah. So, she was going to go pick it up. Yeah. She was delirious from night shift. Yep. We were just talking about how she was on that schedule at the time. And so, I knew she was going to go there. So, I got the contact information of the breeder and I reached out to her and I said, Hey, Sabrina's coming to pick up the dog today. Um, my plan is to get there before her 
and propose to her with the dog <laughs> and make it an event and everything. And so uh, her and I like worked out all the details and she was so happy about it. And she's, she's just this cute little Thai, Thai lady. Yeah. Who barely spoke English Really at the sweet time. Thai woman. But she totally understood and was on board. And Yeah, she's um, the sweetest. And yeah, she loves her dogs and she loves her Miss customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, I went down there early. I brought my friend with me who was a photographer. And meanwhile, um, the Sabrina's friend that I worked with kind of kept her busy and occupied and vouched for me, me while I wasn't in the office yeah. and then uh, ended up coming with Sabrina. Um, so anyway, Sabrina shows up to the breeder's house and she like her mom's there, Sabrina's mom's there. And then uh, my dad and my brother. Yeah. And she's like, why is this a family event? Because her family <laughs> is not like a huge dog no. family. Mm-mm. So Sabrina's like, what? But it didn't raise any red flags because she was sleep deprived from yep. her nursing. And so she gets out of the car and then she's like kind of, you know, you know, figuring out where to go and stuff. And then eventually she looks over in the other direction and I'm standing there with little golden retriever puppy in one hand mm-hmm. and with a bouquet of flowers yeah, in the other hand. So cute. And rose petals all around me yeah and then so she started walking toward me and at this point she knew what was happening yeah i did (laughs) and so she started walking towards me and you want to pick up yes i'd like to also note that i did not know this was happening so i am in a headband that i all that i bought on etsy that matched my dog's collar Oh, yeah. And I'm wearing a big golden retriever shirt. Like you weren't dressed for the occasion and <laughs> yeah. to have pictures taken of you. And yeah. All that stuff. yeah. I had no stinking clue. So much so that my friend that he's talking about told me on the way there that I was going to have to keep waiting it out, like that it wasn't coming anytime soon. And so I was legit fi- fine with that in my head. I had... I had submitted it in the car with her, like, okay, it's not happening. But of course, she knew today that was the day. So, anyways. at least you were willing to let go, though. Yeah, it's funny how the moment we let go, we get what we want. That's crazy. It was literally the day I let go. That's crazy. Was the day you get, you proposed? It's crazy. Because I really wanted to get engaged. I mean, I think I wanted to get engaged like six months into dating Drew because I had been dating other people and I already knew what I wanted and I was ready for it. And, uh, we'll talk about this later, but there are things in our relationship that I was just like, I know that this is going to be fine, that this is going to go well. Like I'm in, I'm in, you know? Um, so anyway, yeah, then we got engaged. I did, (laughs) I, Drew didn't tell this part, but he gets on one knee to take, put the puppy down in the grass. And I immediately was like, Oh my gosh, yes, a thousand times yes. And Drew's like, I haven't even asked yet. <laughs> I was so ready. <laughs> and then he gets down on one knee and brings out the ring and is like, Will you marry me? And I was just like, Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, but it was such a sweet time. And then he had this big party mm-hmm. ready at his parents' house. Yeah. We drove up and there's a so whole bunch of people lining the driveway. My parents live like kind of at the bottom of a hill yeah so to speak and so right when we get to the top of the hill and we start heading down you can see my parents driveway at the end yeah and it's just like completely filled with people 
all of our best friends and like everyone from college and it was so sweet. Even some people we didn't even invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and our driveway was just full of people. So we just like came home to this like homecoming party mm-hmm. and it was had just such a and had the little puppy and, yeah. and food and just like good vibes and joy. It was so um, joyful. Yeah, it was so fun. Yep. So that's our engagement story. Um so okay. I want to talk about some things that stood out in our engagement, and you can say some of the things that stood out to you. Things that stood out in our engagement time was that we were, we had been through trials prior to ever getting engaged. You know, we had been together for like two and a half years prior to that. And there was a time where at one point Drew and I like took a break from each other for like a week. And I'm still processing that that time in our life because I was still a little confusing, but we definitely had a, we had many trials that we had to go through before we ever got engaged. And I think that that's something that I was listening to. I love Ben Stewart. I don't know if you guys have realized that, but every resource, every podcast I've put out has basically been Ben pod, Ben Stewart's podcast about this series, about dating and married marriage and all that. And he talks about, who he is, what he does. Sorry, yes. He it used to be, at the time when I was in college, he was the pastor of A&M's campus. Texas A&M? Breakaway. Yep, Texas A&M. Sorry, I just assume everyone knows A&M. Assume Breakaway Ministries is huge in that part of the town. And then now he is actually Passion DC's, one of Passion DC's pastors. And he still has a, he has a updated version of his series from Passion that he did that goes through Song of Solomon's. And so I'm talking about referencing from his podcast of engagement, these bullet points. So he talks about withstanding trials and how important it is before engagement, because you get a sense of how that person is during really hard, difficult times and what, how they respond and what emotional ways they respond. and and how they physically respond. And you start to get an understanding of who that person is when you're going through these trials. And so I think that that's really good prior to engagement to have gone through a couple of things first off. Yeah, you have, not like you have practice, but it's like yeah. people's true character shows whenever you're in conflict. Exactly. It totally yeah. does. And I'm not saying I was perfect because yeah. I've grown since then. I would then, honestly say like our, we... Our conflict resolution sucked, but it did. We still stayed in it, I guess. That's the next point he made too. Was like you resolved to commit no matter what. Like even though we went through a couple of things during the dating season, like you know that potential breakup season where we were away from each other for a week and then we came back together and talked about it and stuff, you know and. Guatemala and then coming home and that being a difficult part in our relationship and mm-hmm. not knowing where we were going to go next, whether we we're going to stay together and get engaged. Um, I think that we had, we resolved to commit after that. At least I did. Yeah. I just, a big thing for me was um, Sabrina was like really my first like serious christian relationship like doing it right and so i was like i was just like trying to have a successful dating relationship and then all of a sudden it was like oh wow like start to think about marriage 
And I was like, I just hadn't really thought about that a lot myself, yeah. you know, and she had. Yeah. Because um, you'd been in a few serious relationships, you know. Yeah. And say about two. Y- yeah. yeah. And you were just going there while I was still kind of learning the basics. Yeah. The relationship. And that overwhelmed me. Yeah. And uh, I felt like I was kind of skipping ahead. And then also it's like, man, I need to, I want to want this. I want to, if we're going to get married, I want to do it for the right reasons, not just because it's the next step or it's what she wants or she's ready. I was like, I need to really ponder this and pray about this, like in my heart, you know, and what this step means, you know, so what it means to pursue her in this way and propose the idea of us spending the rest of our lives together. Right. That's why it's called a proposal. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I think that preparation prior to being engaged has to come from both ends, but it looks very different. For your end, I can't speak for it as much, but in my end, it was like, okay, does this, in the future, when I have children with Drew, will he make a good dad? Because that is something women think about pretty often, you know, is wanting to be moms. And so who's going to be my co- Co uh, worker, my coworker, my teammate in this, you know? And if he, if I see him interacting with his mom and his dad and how he treats them and then how he treats his siblings and then how he treats his friends and then ultimately how does he treat children eventually too, that in itself, that's a nice big picture for me of like, okay, yes, Drew would be a good dad. And then the other things I was questioning was like, will he make a good mate? Because I live with him and sleep with him and do life with him when I get engaged to him and I want to be married to him. And I felt like we had such a solid friendship and we had such a solid commitment to each other. It ebbed and flowed for a little bit there. But ultimately, I think that it was a resolve for me. It was a resolve. Um, And we had withstood a lot of temptation, even though we weren't perfect. We talked about that in our dating season, that we weren't perfect, but we did have a resolve to be committed in not having sex before marriage. And although it wasn't entirely perfect, we had made a resolve to each other. And it was like exciting to think about that intimacy with you in a different way. Yeah. So I was looking at big picture and I'd seen who I dated in the past and what it looked like and then what I wanted and what was in you. And on it, it was a lot of, a lot of it was the way you respected your parents was really like a big, like green flag for me. Uh, because there was a moment where you were like saying you were having a difficult time, but I watched you evolve in that relationship with them and take the time and effort to really make an effort to change that relationship. And then how you treated your sister, you were pretty kind to her. Um, she wasn't around as much because she lived, you know, away from you, but while you were living at home, but I could see that you respected her and loved her for who she was, not what you wish she would do because she was in a hard time at the time, but you loved her no matter what. And then you ultimately treated your friends with such kindness and love and gentleness and like humility. And you guys were always trying to seek the Lord together and like making an effort to come to 909's worship service, which was like a big deal at our school. You know, it was at nine o'clock in the night and we had a big worship and like 
one of the college students would preach and it was awesome. And like you had a resolve to come to that. And you guys were just so committed to your faith and you're spending so much time together in devotion to the Lord. And then like AA and all the other things that you were doing in college that I was just like, okay, Drew has a pretty good head on his shoulders. And even if he's kind of like new to this relationship thing, like he'll get it and (laughs) it'll come and it'll be okay. And like, we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry if you hear a siren in the background. There's a siren in the background. Um, yeah, I, I think a gr- big green flag for me or something that like helped me gain perspective on a relationship is you made me this scrapbook oh, of yeah. all of our memories together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, it's not that just was I made the scrapbook while we were on our week break that we're talking about. <laughs> we were on a break. Because um, I knew we would be okay in the end. Yeah, and so she made this scrapbook, and it was like all of our travels and journeys and all the fun we had had. In the beginning. And I saw it from we the outside. Not that it's just about indulging in uh, as many experiences as you can or this or that. Not that that puts value on it, but I, I saw us as a couple and like kind of what we were capable of and everything we'd experienced and how many lives we've touched and how many lives touched us and uh, how well we connected with one another's families. Like I saw it literally yeah. in photographs, right, over time. And I was like, wow, like there's something here, you know? Like, yeah, there's, 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 you've worked really... hard for this. Yeah, but more so of mm-hmm. like, well, this type of, these type of experiences and these type of blessings and relationships and friends and travel and spiritual experiences and like all that like they don't just happen yeah you know for everyone and so I saw Mm. how much life there was with both of us together yeah and then I was like wow like there was joy yeah like there's it's just full I was like wow our lives together are full there's everything full of the good and the bad yeah (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus doesn't promise us just a good life. He promises us a full life. That's and a full right. life means also working through trials and building character and yep. struggling and suffering and miscommunicating. And as well as it does, you know, having peace and joy and, you know, experiencing the ecstasy of nature and um, the ups and downs of relationships and family and, yep. you know, career and all that. It's like, yeah. it's like, wow, like there's. There's life in this. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Um, and not just life in both of us, but like life in the unit of us together. Because our relation, I saw, I saw a relationship as greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. I was like, the relationship itself, like is bigger above than, yeah. you and I, is greater than the sum of its parts. You and I. That's so good because that's what marriage is all about is like taking two people that could be better together for Christ, you know? Yeah. And that's ultimately what it's about. So I think for me, I had seen that full life as it was happening. Yeah. I was more in tune with that full life and joy we were experiencing as it was coming. Whereas maybe you were just kind of going through the motions, but realized it like all in that moment, like where we were. Yeah. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, in my relationship with God, like, I like to seek confirmation from him 
and sometimes it's there, but then sometimes the lesson is about faith and making your own decision right? and not getting confirmation for the decision. But I feel like, you know, he gave me the insight that I needed at the time. Through the scrapbook. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just overall. I mean, the scrapbook yeah. was a, like a part of it. Yeah, you know? it was like a tangible But it was a part, way, yeah. I mean, that was one, yeah, that was maybe the fruit. But, I mean, I had been digging. I had been talking to mentors. I had been just, you know, yeah, thinking through all of it. So We both had, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, marriage. Whoa, what, what is that? I think that's another good thing to, to talk about, too, is like, who's watching from the outside and what are they seeing? Yeah, it's true. You know, like yeah, we had true. a lot of people around us, thankfully, cause we were in college. So a lot of people were looking from the outside saying, Hey, like this could be something, you know? Yeah. Like I remember, uh, Pat and Steve, they were very like Pat and Steve, sorry, pastors of our, of Concordia at the time. Uh, Steve is, and Pat works for ministry, uh, mission trips, doing mission trips with college kids. She's like my second mama. I love her very much. Uh, she was seeing it from the outside like, hey, Serena, like, I see something here with you guys, you know, and I think this could go really well. And our friends were saying the same thing. You guys like really go well together, like compliment each other. You're working really hard um, at your relationship, even when it's hard, but you're still having fun together. You're still laughing. You're enjoying life. You're doing a lot of fun things together. Yeah. And you're enjoying your life. And like, we're growing closer to God. And we're going, growing closer to God. Through the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah, I really did feel close to God throughout our relationship. I didn't feel like he got put to the wayside. I mean, yeah. I think we weren't completely in tune with the Holy Spirit while we were sexually driven sometimes. But I yeah. think ultimately, I really think that I wasn't pushed further away. And I think that's a huge green flag for a relationship yeah if your faith is number one importance to you then your spouse should be bringing you closer ultimately mm-hmm. you know and so if your relationship is that's working and you're dating then that's a good relationship yeah um and i think that helped with like having our community outside of us yeah because there was nobody super who, important i think we because sabrina and i are vulnerable and like a lot of our friendships like people will shoot it straight with us as we shoot it straight with them. Yeah. Like, because they know that door was open and they knew we would hear from them. Right. Like people could have came with concerns, objections and that's right. Nobody did, you know? And I feel like they would have, if they saw something that was like, guys, this is bad. Like this is, you know? Yeah. But no one did. No one did. And like we are very vulnerable. We were very supported. We had a lot of support Mm -hmm. and that's huge too, because, and your dad always emphasizes that is that like, it's not just you and I like working to keep the marriage together. Like there's support from outside of it too, of elevating marriage and, you know, elevating that commitment and that it takes a village, right? Because there's times where I need to go to my friends with marital problems and process with them. You know, and they breathe new life into our relationships and, and vice versa when you need to talk to girlfriends. And, yes. And so it's Because like, they can see it from a different perspective and help you see yeah. it totally clearer and than you probably would And if they're not for the marriage, then... That's right. It's not going to work. Yeah. 
Yeah. You are the five people you hang out with. Yeah, true. So, yeah. Yes. So I think in summary is like, look for the green flags, right? Like what's, uh, as well as the red flags, what's going well? Yeah. What are the non-negotiables? What is their character like? Or what is their character like? What principles do they live by? Yeah. How do they conflict? Right. And then also what's tolerable, you know? It's like, cause don't expect that if they have some type of quirk or character defect or um, if they're stuck in some negative lens or cognitive disorder, like don't assume that it's just going to go away automatically. Right. Like right. that stuff all comes into marriage with you. And yep. it's like, what's, yep. what's negotiable, what's non-negotiable, um, you know, but there's a lot of gray area because you also you can't you have everything figured out before marriage some of it is going to be a surprise it really and that's is. what makes yeah. it spicy so true you cannot figure out everything before engagement or before marriage yeah. like it's and it kind of be boring too it's true you are ever evolving you will never stop growing yeah let's be honest so. okay what are um go ahead oh uh i was gonna say communication is also really important to figure oh, out yeah. during engagement which i mean is it sounds so like, duh, yeah. yeah, of course it is. But really, like, really, like, how do you communicate with each other? Because yeah. things are going to get out of hand if right. you do not know how to communicate and communication well. is just kind of a buzzword. Basically, the communication strategies that have helped us the most are yeah. reflective listening. Yes. Literally, when your spouse tells you something, you just reflect it back. That's Here, right. We'll, I heard we'll you practice, say. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sabrina, I felt like when you walked in the door, you expected something out of me and it made me feel overlooked. So what I heard you say is that when I stepped through the door that you thought maybe I was expecting something and you felt overlooked. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And I mean, you don't have to say it verbatim, word for word, like. Yeah, you could summarize it. You could say like. But sometimes people want to hear exactly what they had said. Yeah, you came in like maybe wanting to receive love from me, but maybe felt like there was an expectation. I could see how, you know, you didn't feel cared for or something like that. Yeah. I think verbatim is also nice. Too, yeah. Verbatim hear... is, is fine. Um, <laughs> Here we are trying to communicate. through this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it can be kind of robotic though, if you're just parroting it, you know? Yeah. If you don't add your own spin, because when you put in your own words, that communicates more that you're listening. But yes, at the, at the very minimum, reflecting back what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So communication is really helpful to figure out, not just during engagement season, but ultimately in dating. It's so important to just start start then, you know, like, do you guys have a secure attachment? Do you have an insecure attachment? Do you have an anxiety-filled attachment? Do you have an anxious attachment? Like, which is the same yeah. thing, my bad. But, um, or mm-hmm. what's the other one? Um one where you're anxious uh anxious um i'm losing it anyway but figuring out that hang on let's find out attachment (laughs) style yeah and i think a good way to do that like is to do individual therapy even if you don't feel like you're in some crisis you could be doing it prior to i mean individual like working on yourself to become the best spouse could in could be that you do some therapy and there's nothing wrong with that right like it's becoming so uh popular which i'm so thankful for and all right so 
attachment styles they usually come from what your relationship was like when your par- with your parents when you yeah. were young avoidant but they sort of uh inform a lot of how you connect and relate to people in adulthood too so there's secure attachment avoidant attachment anxious attachment and disorganized which can be like kind of a combination of some of them secure is just what it sounds like where it's positive nurturing comfortable with intimacy avoidant is like maybe um you experience someone who's emotionally unavailable and a coping mechanism when your relationships are uncertain is just to avoid them because you're protecting yourself from pain anxious attachment is where you kind of feel like you're going to be abandoned you don't feel like people are pursuing you you're going to be forgotten maybe people aren't reciprocating so you're anxiously trying to get something get that need met so mine's if i aired and and it's a combination right like we all have a combination of all of them i think maybe the one that i air toward most is avoidant and then the one that sabrina is airs toward most is anxious yep and then how do they how can you coexist with them and how do you ultimately try to have a secure attachment with each other and in within yourself ultimately i think first is just like expose it right just be like yeah i have an avoidant attachment like and and you have to take ownership of your own it's not a cop-out like oh well i'm just an avoidant you know i have avoidant attachment because of when i was younger so i can't do it you know it's nothing like that it's like yeah i take ownership of it and i want to work on it but then it also takes the other person saying like okay like i give you grace as you're growing through that and i'm willing to build trust through that with you you know so it takes both sides the the person taking individual responsibility for their attachment style, but then also the other person kind yeah. of showing grace and being willing to love them in spite of it and through it. Yeah, absolutely. So if therapy is an option for you, if you can do that, there's so many resources out there to do it even for free. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who are doing like what Drew's doing with internship, a lot of times you can get in, you can get yeah. therapy for free with discounted interns. rate. Yeah, yeah. Which are, they're just as good. I mean, that's what they want to do for their profession. So they're learning. Yeah. Um, mental health professionals good. And there's tons of books on this stuff. Tons. Do you have any recommendations on books? Uh, I think the Boundaries book. Oh, yeah. Is, Date, is mar- huge. Uh, yeah. Boundaries in Marriage. Yeah. Boundaries in Marriage um, is a super, is a good book that touches on attachment styles. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I could think of any. I'll get back to you. Yeah. If we think uh, of some, we'll put them in the um, the description. Yeah, I can't think of them right off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure I've read some. Uh, okay, so then the next thought that I had was talking about within engagement, what that sh- what not what it should look like, but like what are some healthy things to do while engaged? Um, so something that... I really think is important is like you're so focused on the wedding that you forget to even think about each other during that season. Like you're growing and you're still going to grow in intimacy in that time. So like there are ways to help with that. And I actually did put up an, a resource about this. Um, it's by Jefferson Bethke and his wife, Alyssa. They made these books and it's like 31 creative ways of how to love, like how to love someone in a relationship. And Drew and I did it while we were dating, actually, but I feel like it'd be such a great way to encourage them and love them during the engagement season. So you just 
feel like you're going into it with like a lot of peace and joy and patience and kindness, even in the midst of all the chaos of planning a wedding and trying to figure out money issues with your parents, which, yeah, we know all about. Uh, so, yeah, I I'll, it's in the relationship highlight reel on my Instagram and on the Drew Brina show's Instagram. Yeah. And they I basically just have way. practical challenges. Yeah. Like stuff you can do like buy your wife flowers or you know like play a card game tonight yeah you know or give them a a massage but be careful (laughs) yeah maybe not during engagement that is too freaky for engagement (laughs) that's another subject too is like man if you made it that far and you're planning on not having sex till you get married like careful with temptation because yeah, it's, it's will easy to take you over rationalize it and be like well we're committed to be married so why don't we go ahead and pre-consummate yeah no it's kind of like we shouldn't yeah and that's not to shame you know shame that or anything it's just like delay gratification it really helps yeah and i think some practical ways of doing that we talked about in dating is like have a just in case like ben stewart did somebody that you get to hang out with when you're really feeling like this is you know this is not going to work just us two alone we should go hang out with friends yeah that's a good that's a good thing to do too like when you're dating yeah. engaged like go out in groups it's so yeah. fun and you get to know them in a group with friends like that's helpful too yeah. like how do they how do they treat their server like the waiter and stuff you know mm-hmm. like that's huge are they a good tipper or are they cheapskate? I'm a cheapskate, so <laughs> watch out. I'm a red flag. Um, no, but I'm working on that for sure. Drew's great at it. So who do I go out to eat with most with? Drew. Anyway, but then. Um, what about the polls? The polls? Yeah, let's get to what the people think. Well, that's important, not just what us think? blathering yeah, it's our podcast, on. So. Yeah, that's true. It's our podcast. We say what we want. <laughs> that's the beauty about it. Okay. Uh, is premarital counseling important to you? How much? How many? What do you think the lady said? Mm, yes. Yes. 81% yes. Oh, wow. That's high. I know. 19 said no. Uh, gents, premarital counseling important to you. What do you think they said? Mm, yes, but not as high as a woman. 67% said yes. 33% said no. Okay, so this is an interesting topic because I actually messaged two of my friends who said no, that's not important. And it was kind of along the lines of like, sometimes premarital counseling, and I could see this, you go into prenatal counseling, it's like almost like you want to stay together. So you're going to just going to tell them what you yes, think. Give them the right answers. I was thinking the same yes. thing. So I totally understand why people said no to premarital counseling. I think what I meant when I think, I posted that was I was thinking more along the lines of like somebody coming in as a mentor to help you work through those tough questions, like your attachment styles. What do you think your expectation of sex is going to be like? What do you think financials are going to be like in marriage? Like helping you work through that stuff, not whether or not you're compatible because that person should already think you're compatible before you go in. You're not trying to convince them, you know, they should know you already. That's my thoughts. And also, we didn't have a a premarital counselor. We had our pastor from Concordia doing it for us, the one who married us. It was more of just like, you understand what marriage is spiritually, like from a Christian worldview, that it's a covenant between you guys that is a metaphor of God's love for the church and vice versa. And a covenant is a promise. 
and that you're doing it publicly with witnesses and people supporting it That's for right. them before God. So it's like just going over what it is, you know, stripping yeah. down, you know, the wedding gowns and the wedding rings That's and right. the music and the reception and the big part and being Even- like, what is this like? spiritually and then what are your vows and your vows are your promises talking about vows what does that even mean why do you do vows and he's so pragmatic he's like (laughs) he's like write what you're actually going to promise don't like it's not a time to tell a big story here yeah yeah but i mean you can make it personal and whatnot he's just very pragmatic he was he's like i have to read them beforehand before you say yeah i mean which (laughs) you know that approach of you know being literals he was, you know, yeah, he was convicted about commitment. that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What do you think about like people not being honest? During I don't know if at the time it's like you don't you might not even know it's there and you kind of know the right answers, especially if you're in your 20s. You're kind of an idealist. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I know that in my house, like the gender roles were that like, you know they all of the duties were shared and oh yeah. okay mine was too like you know yeah. and then we're like oh yeah oh we have the same ones oh my mm-hmm. gosh but you don't really know until you experience it and cohabitate it you know yeah. which is like funnily enough kind of an underhanded argument for like living together before marriage right yeah. which we talked about last episode yeah and so like by that logic you could look at that but then again, you know, we talked about how that can sort of deprive you of that final homemaking opportunity with like the piece of the commitment and that the person's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we went through uh, The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. Great, great book. Great. I want to, we need to reread that. I agree. I have it on uh, my Audible that I can reread it. So I'm going to, I want to reread it. It's such a great, great uh, practical book to be reading if you're engaged or you want to be engaged or you want to be married. I mean, I'd read it at every stage. It's so good. Yeah. And it's so thick with goodies that you probably yeah. have to read it multiple times. And there's a lot of statistics. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of Bible. There's a lot of anecdotes. Yeah. Uh, psychology. It's it's pretty comprehensive. Like it's it's really well done. Yeah. So we went through that with our pastor um, before we got married, and I think that was really really good because then we could remember why are we doing all this wedding planning again in five months of with so much stress, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Uh. Okay. Next poll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies, kids right away or a few years after marriage? What do you think they said? A few years after. Yeah. Give it some time. 91% said. 91. Yeah, which wow. is crazy for the ladies. I thought it would be much higher wow. for right away. Interesting. But only like two people said right away. Gents, kids right away or a few years after marriage? A few years. Yep. 92% Wow, said. very high. Nine yeah. out of 10 people would I think say that, you know, years. it's changed a lot yeah. these times. People are having babies way later in life. I mean, it's good to build a foundation with your spouse yeah. and have a couple years of marriage under your I belt. I really think so, too. Know one another's ways. And it also gives you time to create and set culture That's in right. your home That's while, right. where it's just two people before you have a bunch of little minions that you <laughs> that try, try to, to dictate line, it. You know? Yeah. Who try, try to, to dictate get your culture. each other in line first before you get your kids. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And then it also gives you freedom to just, have you know, fun. do some yeah. have fun, like be single kind of it 
it's almost like you know when you were a kid and you're like yeah well when i grow up i'm gonna stay up late and i'm gonna eat candy and it's like do that be that be that adult and then realize (laughs) that it's not what you cracked it up to be yeah it's not as great as you thought it was you fat and tired Yeah, exactly. That's so so good. Such a great metaphor. I think that's exactly what you and I have been spending the last four years doing is like with a lot of ups and downs, but also a lot of just like, let's be adults. Let's figure out what adulting actually is. Let's get a career for you because, you know, you went through school, but then you needed a master. Yeah, you needed a master. So like, let's get you through school. Like, let's be pragmatic about this. And then like, yeah, kids will come and when they do, it'll be so quick and like mm-hmm. time will just fly by yeah. that like let's just enjoy like let's just enjoy our, like being s- dink income yeah. right now. Double think, income, no kids and I don't love think it. there's a perfect time for it. No, I don't think so. But either. I think there is an order to it. Yeah. And that is Different there's not any direct commandments like in the Bible on that. Yeah. It's all just seeking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah, just says uh, multiply. So doesn't right. say when to multiply. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ladies, joint accounts are separate in marriage. What do you For think they said? For bank accounts? Yeah. Joint. Yep, 88% said joint. Yeah. A lot of people are just like, yeah, have it both. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Having one that's your own for like savings. Because some people really like surprises and there's no getting past it with you and me. With true, n- with no well, separate account. Actually, you can use um, PayPal. That's the best way. Oh, yeah, because then it shows up on the statement as it's PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, but then it's you see the amount of money you paid for that gift, probably. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think this is to- This is totally dependent on the people. I don't know if like, although it can cause some money issues if you don't have joint accounts, honestly, mm-hmm. because you're hoarding away money if you're not talking about it. Right. And you're not sharing money. Yeah. You're spending it unwisely. So that's definitely got to be talked about before marriage or sometimes during, I guess. What do you guys think the guys said? Same. Yeah, 77 cent per joint. All right. Another poll. Choose the ring together or apart? Mm, I'm going to say together is what they voted. Apart. 57% wow. said apart. I know. We kind of did both. That's what I thought it was. I didn't know that you went and picked out the ring together because I did kind of think that that took the surprise out of it. But then also, it's such a big thing and like you want them to get what they want, you know? Yeah, we did it differently for sure. Yeah. But I already kind of knew in my head that I wanted to have control over what ring I got because you do wear it the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So, and there wasn't an option for an heirloom. And so I was like, yeah. Okay. I think I really do want to go pick out. And so I told Drew three rings that I really liked, hinted at one That's that true. I really liked, told him he could choose. Yeah. Two were on sale. One was full price. He picked full price because he knew I wanted that ring. Mm, I liked that one. <laughs> good the best dude, too. too. That's a good dude. <laughs> Didn't care what the money was like about the money. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I was living at my house rent free with my parents. And then you were staying with yeah. some friends from church rent free. So. Yeah, we, we were, were banking. Balling. But did you have a job then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were you doing? I forgot. Uh, I was working as a the estimator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you think the lady said? 
he picks it or together mm. oh that was for guys yeah okay yeah well guys are gonna say because they want to surprise him and whatnot. the girls are gonna say go pick it out no really he picks it whoa 72 percent said he picks it wow just get a receipt boys. we're just yeah <laughs> <laughs> or I saw this Instagram that like a guy brought three and then had her choose it. Oh yeah, I yeah. guess you can return them. But that's a lot. Uh, hmm. That's that's I it's think that's to too much it. because that's a lot of money up front to then have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna talk. We only have like a few minutes left because unfortunately Drew has a meeting right after this, so I'm just gonna talk about real quick what they people said uh, as advice for engagement. Um. Uh, Let's see. Don't keep up with the Joneses. It's a scam. Save money now and play hard later. Uh, love Jesus together. Go deeper spiritually together. It's huge. Continue to date. Be honest. Have fun together. Don't overthink sex. Ooh, Just have continue fun. To date. That's important. Yep. Communicate your expectations. Your spouse can't meet them unless they know them. Mm. You're a team. Your spouse is not the problem. The problem is work together. Uh, make sure you never stop prioritizing fun and trying new things with your partner when make marriage counseling a priority when things are good. So it's easier to ask for help when things are hard Two whole people make an epic marriage. Mm. Love that one. And then prioritize like one 50, 50, right? hundred, hundred, two whole people, not, yeah, not you complete me. Exactly. Prioritize healthy individuals in a healthy marriage over the wedding. Mm, that's good um oh and then i'm sorry no no go on Uh, those are great i just want to add one thing it's like like prioritize their needs you know it doesn't mean neglect your own that's right you can voice your own too but prioritize their needs i mean that's what what happens is we start to become apologists for ourselves Mm. and we're like always advocating like why don't you do this for me why don't Mm. you love me this way why don't you Mm. and it's like you're so consumed with how they're not loving you that you're not doing a thing loving for the other person Mm. so i'm like and that's like the whole message of like love and christianity and every religion is like like sacrifice equals love that's right. Setting things aside. Jesus died for our sins. Yeah. Like <laughs> setting yourself aside. It doesn't mean destroying it. No. And killing it. It just means you set it aside for a moment. That's right. Say, oh, I'll set that need aside. It's still valid, but I'll put it on the back burner. Give that person what they need. And then in theory, the other person will then come back and provide that need for you. So That's if right. you're both loving one another, then it's covered. That's right. You know, it's a lot yeah. easier than keeping score and Ugh, yeah. uh, unmet expectations and all Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yep. Self-seeking. Ugh. Two more advice real quick because they were really good. Intentionally plan time to not talk about anything wedding mm, and planning, like any planning related. Yeah. And then always be open to help other from help from others. You don't have everything figured out. Yeah. So... You do need other voices, you know. You need so many. You don't inputs. want to be on an island. No, you in, want trusted people of, to be talking to you. You think that a couple stuck on an island would like procreate and restart the human race, but really they would just end up eating each other. <laughs> so you need people <laughs> from outside the island of the relationship to speak That's into it. So probably true. I don't know. It's kind Maybe. of funny. I don't know. On that um, note, we'll Adam end on that on cannibalism tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today as we talked about engagement. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. 
If you love it, please share it. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please, please, please. It lets other people know about our podcast and it helps us to become more successful and make maybe a side hustle off of this gig. And um, and provide people with wisdom that could course. improve yeah, their lives. Yeah, that's the number one the reason we do this. I know. I'm just kidding. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And yeah, aloha. Aloha. Aloha.